Hey, everybody. Welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for staying with us. And we have a special guest for you, Sarah Westall, and we're going to be joining Sarah in just a moment. You know, she has a big media presence, and we're going to have her talk about that, too. But we're here to talk about some issues regarding national security, American civil liberties, and you know the drill. But uh, there's a new rock to overturn every day, and we find more snakes under that rock that come out of this administration that's stolen the election and now it's taken over. Uh, but before we go to Sarah, we need to let you know about a couple of things. I'll tell you, one of the things I fear, and I know this is true, is that they can shut a city down in 30 minutes, and they've done the drills in the past, and they'll kill all communication. If we rise up to a level where they can't control us, they're going to take away cell phone, internet, landlines, all communications. The only thing that'll work will be sat phones, and you have to have the right sat phone. And we represent the right sat phone at Galaxy. You can give them a call to find out more. The number is 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830. And let me tell you, I had a dream where I got separated from my family. Two were in the Phoenix greater metropolitan area, and I was home out in our rural home, and we could not connect. It was a nightmare. Folks, I'm telling you, this is not hyperbole. This is the times we live in. And also, Bill Gates is intent on making, making you eat bugs, take away your hamburgers, basically starve you into submission. Don't be desperate and have to cross the line into the barbed wire facing out to get your food. If you are not up to at least six months of storable food and the experts say two years with seeds, we're gonna make something available to you. Low price, MPS, 2,000 calories, 25 year shelf life, good quality food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And then finally, we're falling out of the economic abyss. And every day I do two or three podcasts directly related to the fall of the economy. Well, if you take the proper precautions and ensure your IRA or 401k and have the right investments, you're going to get through this pretty well. We'll all take hits. But people that just go about business as usual, money in the bank, direct deposit, you're going to get killed. That's why you owe it to yourself if you have resources to protect to call Noble Gold. I went from advertiser to client, and I did it a few times. And I'm telling you, folks, they're the best there is at what they do. Their number is 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Those are the people that we choose to bring their services to your attention because I hope you don't need all of them but I fear that you do. And that's why we turn down about 90% of all advertising that comes our way because we make it specific to the times and our, and our target population, which is our audience. Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. It's been too long since we've talked. Yeah, it's been a long time. Thanks, Dave. It seemed, you know what? Whether it's a long time or not, so much has happened that it feels like it's been ages. Yes. It has, and the tyranny is tightening so much for transparency. And I want to start this off just with a quote from um, Biden's press secretary, who may be the worst one I have ever mm. seen in my life. And she said, bipartisanship? You're asking me about bipartisanship? Uh, the president never promised you bipartisanship. He promised you unity, not bipartisanship. I heard this with my own ears. Mm. What she's saying is, we're not going to work with you. You can get on board and we'll be unified, but you don't get to disagree with us. That's exactly right. We're going to be unified because we're going to force you 
to be unified. You know, I said to my husband the other day, I go, why do I dislike her so much? And he goes, and my husband likes it. He goes, everyone dislikes her. I mean, she is so bad. I just, I, I cringe. I can't stand that listening to her because she's so arrogant. She is, it's terrible. She represents what they're about and it's our way or the highway. And she has that elitist attitude behind her that they are superior. Mm-hmm. I had someone who was high-ranking military tell me once about what he thought about her. And he said, Dave, you know they're trying to provoke a revolution so they can squash us and have an excuse to bring in the UN and America will be no more. And he said he thought mm-hmm. that she was the personification of pissing America off and moving us to a higher level of anger. That was his explanation for it. And whether he's right or not, that goal is being realized. Well, I, he, he nailed it, though, as far as what it does. I mean, I, whether that's their agenda behind her or it just happens to be very convenient because it really does feel like they're fueling revolution because, my gosh, could they do any more to piss people off, like the border and ignoring it, putting Kamala Harris in charge and then her not going anywhere? doing what they're doing with lockdown still, and it's just becoming so obvious. You know, Kamala Harris, she did go down to Guatemala, but it, it's not its not that they care about who comes up through the border. You know, they're sending the They're not sending the, their great citizens. Of course, there's some people that really want a better life. I We all know that, and we all feel for them, and that's the only people they focus on. But, but behind the scenes, they're sending the worst of the worst. They want their their, you know, rubbish, if you will, their people that, their riffraff out of the country and they're sending, it's like what London or what England did to Australia. They're all doing to the United States and they're throwing in some other agendas in there. But she went down to Guatemala, you know, it's to try to help with the border. That's not what they're doing. And they say that they're helping with uh, charity work and stuff. No, no, they're spending you know, what, 900 some billion dollars, and they're giving it all to NGOs to uh, propagate the socialist agenda or communism. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're flipping Central America that Trump had, he had flipped Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica to some degree, and was working on Panama. And he had flipped Colombia pretty much as well too, except he'll never negate the drug influence. But that, that is all in jeopardy now. But I will tell you one thing. I, I did, I saw something on Fox News and it got my attention. They talked about the cartels and the cannibalism and all these ritualistic satanic practices. And I researched it and I talked to some people in Mexico that I know, a couple of pastors, talked to uh, people that are reporters in Mexico and I got help with the Spanish-English translations. Here's the bottom line. You're going to like this. And this is what's coming up here. The Catholic Church is a major player in the undermining of the United States, and I'm not talking Catholics. I said the Catholic leadership. They are incorporating occultic practices on Catholic churches both sides of the border in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. It's omnipresent. They don't. In some of these churches, they have these secret communions for their leadership, and they don't do bread and wine. They do blood and flesh, and I'm not Mm -hmm. making this up. These are the reports coming out of Mexico. And the Catholic Church is a huge player in this. And they can't send Kamala to the American-Mexican border 
because the press would follow her and she'd have to ask questions. And do you remember when Ted Cruz showed up with a camera and showed the horrible treatment of the immigrants? Yes. Yeah, they can't allow that to be out there on TV. They don't care about these immigrants. Because the real reality. Yeah, yeah, they're keeping the press out. And uh, I've heard recently that it's that Mexico is not a safe place. I mean, if you can get into a rural or you can get into a compound kind of thing that has its own protection. But right now, because of the drug traffic and the human trafficking and everything that's flowing through there, it is one of the most dangerous places on the planet right now. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it's it's really bad. I and, call it uh, Somalia, Somalia and Gomorrah. And that's where we got to send Ilya and Omar. But um, the you're absolutely right. Um, I tell every college student when I hear, oh, I'm going to Rocky Point. And I said, well, you, you could be going to a lot worse places if you go across that border. And I used to go down yeah. to Mexico Unless, a lot, living in Arizona. I used to go to Mexico a lot. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. And you have to you have to know what you're doing when you're down there, and you have to be in protected areas. Because there are still some areas like Veracruz where the drug cartels actually protect the place because they want the... They want the travelers, they want the visitors, because it brings a lot of money into the area, so they have agreements that they actually provide protection, and the drug cartels will not let anything dangerous happen to the tourists and stuff. It's part of their agreement because it messes up their business. And so, um, in a weird way, it's <laughs> it's kind of good because the drug, the drug uh, cartels, they're cleaner, drug cartels are cleaner, than human trafficking cartels if they're separate. If they're, if they're together, separate, that's it, the key. If they're together, then it's there. It's no holds bar, and you got to. Mm -hmm. You just can't be anything around that. Well, the cartels. Uh, this is the other part of the Catholic revelation. They, they, I discovered that the cartels are heavily into the occultic practices too. Mm -hmm. Cannibalism is a rite of passage with the CJNG as well as some of the Sinaloas. And both of those organizations are loosely controlled by the communist Chinese. Well, it's all connected at the very highest level with the powers that be there trying to do the globalist agenda. And I do think they're losing control of it. It's getting revolutionary-like where they're just losing control and it's all hell's breaking loose, which is scary. Um, because I think they want that chaos so that they can enact other measures. And I'm, uh, I don't know, Dave, I just hope we're wrong on some of these things when it comes to the vaccine, because the more I study, you know, having my science background, I really get into looking at studies and things. And I'm telling you what I'm, what's coming out of these studies with this vaccine is not not pleasant and i i just hope that it's not you know i hope it's not right i hope it's the science is a little bit um exaggerated you know because it, it can be it can be going because people tend to study certain things and it ends up being a little bit off track and i i'm just i don't think it is but i'm hoping it is because i you know i'm praying it is because if it's right we're talking about genocide like we've never seen before in in modern history in history period that's been documented i interviewed celeste solomon she um is really good at finding open source intelligence you just have to know where to look and she has some documents that she displayed on our tv show 
that showed that FEMA is expecting in the near future 100 to 300,000 deaths per month. And she said the way it's written, it can only be attributed to the vaccine fallout. Well, and there's some things about the vaccine actually shedding and affecting other people who haven't had the vaccine. And that's interesting to figure out what it's doing. You know, it comes to women and their menstrual cycle. Now, women do naturally affect each other just living together. So it could be tied to that, our natural connections, um, which, we, you know, science really hasn't studied some of these things when it comes to frequency and how we all work and are connected way more than we realize. Um, now, the occult and the globalists have which we both know. So they're messing with science that they keep everybody else in the dark on and or they censor because you know like we both talk to Sherry Edwards and we both deal with some of that frequency stuff and that's <laughs> what they're they're working on. You know MIT and some of the intelligent in Israel intelligence and stuff. They they've come out and said they're doing a lot of this work. But the globalists are way on top of that stuff. And that's the future of medicine. And you know, what are they using? If 5G, we do know that's a weapon. Um, now, if it is synchronized to a uh, frequency which is not harmful, it can be a good data source. But it's very simple and very easy to resynchronize it to 60 and mess with our oxygen and promote, you know, ex and make the COVID situation seem a lot worse. So there's a lot of things they can do. And now we have this whole 5G network over all over the country. So I, who, who knows what they have planned? I really hope, you know, I keep getting back to this. I just pray that we're exaggerating, but the, the more every day goes by, the more there's evidence that this agenda is at play. Well, we were talking about this off air before um, we started this interview about Bill Gates. And I, and, I, and I told you that the scuttlebutt out there, and this is all through the alternative media, that his wife left him. Uh, in part because of his Epstein, Bill Clinton affiliations. But the hardcore reason why she left, she doesn't have the stomach for the purge that's coming courtesy of Bill Gates. And he's left us all the clues. You can eat bugs. You get no meat. Uh, he's buying up farmland. So he's obviously intent on creating food shortages, starving people into submission. And I don't think that she has the stomach for it. Well, and I'm wondering, because, you know, I was talking again to my husband about it, and um, we were trying, we were just analyzing it and, and thinking that when she first started her charity, she was more legit actually helping people. I agree. And, and then when he got in, it it got weird with the vaccines and the, you know, Africa where 10 times more kids are dying who got the vaccine than didn't. And he actually has Asperger's, which means that he has a hard time with social interaction and with empathy but he's also an occultist and his father was on the board of Planned Parenthood and he's he's a eugenicist and if you follow the money he puts into projects he's clearly a eugenicist but you know different um, nonprofits that are working on reducing population you know and I was wondering because she clearly had some clue what he was about but maybe it's just one bridge too far and she has children you know, when yeah, women yeah. have children and our parents have children, uh, whether it's a man or a woman, you, you start to go, well, wait a minute, if you're going to kill 90% of the planet, what's going to go on with our kids? I mean, we're leaving our kids a uh, freaking hell. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've seen it in my own marriage and family. As um, my wife and I used to travel to this place, travel to that place. We had a great lifestyle together. And then when you have kids, everything changes. Your priorities change. And I think you're on to something here with Melinda Gates. I think you're absolutely on to something. And she has never struck me as the evil one in that relationship. It's always been him. And here's what bothers me. You and I both have advanced degrees. We both worked in universities. We have some credibility. We have more credibility than Bill Gates. He's not elected to anything. He holds no degrees. He has managed to be the John Rockefeller of Standard Oil with Microsoft, sued endless times by the European Union for antitrust violations. And he's just scum of the earth with no credentials. How does he have any power and why does anyone listen to him? He has no credentials. Well, he's the one of the wealthiest people in the world and people listen to that. But you know, I gotta say, um, Steve Jobs didn't end up with a degree either, but he was so much freaking smarter than most people I know with a degree, right? I agree, I agree. Yeah, so... But, but I'm I, just making a point. The whole package I says I'm not qualified you. for anything. That's that's what I'm saying. He, well, he's, he's smart, but he's not... Um, we have a problem in our society of elevating people who are wealthy to a level that we shouldn't. And it gets... It, just because somebody built a company, his mom was on the board of IBM. He got... He he was he he was probably partially good because you can't build a company like Mark. He was ruthless. I was in the software industry. Everybody thought he was a ruthless bastard. I mean, everybody knew he was an asshole. But you know, he was given that position. The the history, unless you really dig in, you don't realize he was given that. Yeah. And they stole the software originally, and um, so he got to where he was at. But we as a culture. We put too much um, respect into people who get places based on not having integrity. We need to respect the people who are successful based on integrity, you know, and who, who, who has integrity, who acts like that, who, who is doing good things for humanity, who does what they say they're gonna do, who behaves in ways that we respect, that's what we've lost as a culture. And now we got Luciferians running things? I mean, my God. And that's, it's because we aren't valuing integrity, kindness, and basic principles that I, I guess I learned as a child growing up in a Christian environment. I, 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 you know, I don't think it can come just from Christianity. I think there's a lot of places you can have those basic you know, a lot of religions are more teach that and a lot of ideals and parents teach that. And, but what what happened? You know, we were a Christian nation that taught those basic principles. And I think we lost that. We have. Well, I don't think we've lost it with the core, but we certainly have lost it with the leadership. If, if you have any sense of moral integrity, you're not going to succeed in Congress with just a minor few exceptions. And see, this isn't just a Democrat problem, although they're the worst of the worst. The Republicans are on board, too. You have to go no farther than Mitt Ukraine Romney and yeah. Liz. I'll say anything Cheney to hide the fact that I'm not a conservative and I'm against America. That's that's what we're facing, and these people are all for sale. Sarah, I, I've said this a lot. If you wanted to do the one thing that could change America, make 
corporate campaign donations or favors of any type to an elected official a 10-year minimum sentence felony for both parties. If you did that and enforced it, we would start to see some change. People would start getting elected that would have to listen to the people. They pay lip service to us every two, four, and six years because of elections, but we don't get anything else from them. Well, I also think that bribery, if you bribery, you, you do bribery and you do um, blackmail, that you get nailed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you get nailed. But the problem is our court systems are bribed or blackmailed. Our, you know, the whole Epstein thing is, is a great thing to look at. Now, he was just one of many. There's more that we need to take down, but he's such a great uh, example. So people starting to see how this blackmail is the currency of the powerful. And they're all blackmailed. It's, you don't have to look any farther than the chief justice and uh, Roberts, who adopted his two children. And um, I wouldn't even say they're his children. He's such a freaking creep. He doesn't deserve these kids. But he adopted them specifically so that he could be blackmailed because to get into that, that, that gross circle they have, everybody needs to be blackmailed on each other so that they can trust each other. So they use these poor children, and he farmed them out for people to rape them, and now they got blackmail on them, and then he's got blackmail on them. He's a total creep. It just that's what I'm saying. We have absolutely no moral integrity up on that top, and it's a Luciferian occult agenda that's causing it, which is so bizarre that it is. And if you haven't wrapped your head around it yet, it's because it seems so out there. But it's, it just is. It's true. I've seen way too much proof now. Yeah, I know. In 2016, when I discovered how completely engulfed Hillary Clinton was in witchcraft, I, I thought, well, it's kind of probably the exception. Now I've done a 180. I'm realizing how much this is the standard. I mean, we see it all the way down to the level of the cartels and the satanic worship. It's, it's in the Catholic Church pretending to do what they're doing. The Pope mm-hmm. is fake. I mean, he's having all mm-hmm. kinds of controversy with American clergy who are, many of them are trying to do the right thing. It's just the whole system is being undermined. But I'll tell you how I look at this. Everything we're talking about can be rolled up into one thing. It's a deliberate attempt to destroy our culture like the Maoist cultural revolution of the 60s. Well, I, and I gotta say that that's their toolkit the Maoist, the communists, the communists are a bunch of useful idiots for these guys because uh, they, you know, because they, these useful idiots truly believe it could be paradise when everybody has equal whatever and that you don't have any poverty because, well, everybody's poor, but they, they have this euphoric, you know, think it's going to be paradise. And so they're just useful thugs. They're thugs too. They're useful idiots. But these eugenists and these globalists, the, all they want to do is use that path, which they did in Russia, they did this in China, use that path to create a globalist dictatorship. In Russia, Trotsky said that he wanted Russia to be the firewood for the rest of the world to create a globalist empire. That was their goal back then. I just did a thing on Russian history with um, Tim Kirby, who grew up in the United States and is now a famous journalist in Russia. And he's actually became a Russian citizen. And, and the reason I interviewed him is because he's one of the few people in the world 
that understand Russia and the U.S. from the inside. And he was saying that, you know, the, the murder, the, the trauma these people went through, they don't trust any, they can't pull off what they're trying to pull off here in Russia because the people are too aware now. They couldn't do a red revolution in Russia again because the people are, are clued in and educated. But they also said that a lot of the people that were killing had accents. So they think that they're from other, they weren't traditional Russians, and that they were killing and using Russia as a base of power to do a globalist takeover. That's what they wanted to do. It didn't work, but that's what they wanted to do. Well, I would argue when you look at um, Bezmenov and other Russian defectors, they have succeeded to some degree internally. And I think the communist Chinese have finished the job by taking control of so many of our politicians, Hollywood, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I think they have succeeded uh, internally. Well, with the United States, but I think in Russia has rejected it. They, they lost Russia, but they're gaining the U.S. Because Russians kicked out a lot of those people. Because they're a much they're a Christian nation again, and you, and whereas here they're doing everything they can to destroy the church. Well, that's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, and nothing like what they're doing in Canada, which I think is a precursor oh, for God. here. The story I'm getting from good sources are telling me the Canadians were told, "You will crack down on Christianity. It'd be better for your people if you do it than we do it." And that came from the communist Chinese that have basically taken over Western Canada. Canada is a nightmare. I can't, they're doing the vaccine passports. They're going full speed. You can't get into Canada without a, uh, they're, they're putting in place, can't get into Canada without a vaccine passport. Well, we're beginning to see some bizarre things here. I, I did a podcast yesterday, Sarah, and it's almost humorous until you really look at the depth of this. The Yankees and the Mets, the two New York baseball teams in the Major League, have announced that this summer they're going to have a section for vaccinated people and another section segregated for non-vaccinated people. You know what the, the weird thing is with that? Is that the people who are not vaccinated won't feel like they're an underclass. And they're going to try to make them feel like that. And the establishment is going to treat them like that. Mm -hmm. But the people who don't get vaccinated are doing it with so much pride and so much knowledge of the danger of the vaccine that it it's not uh, it, it it's not going to be like a permanent it's it might be a permanent underclass as far as we're concerned on how they treat us but within this community we we do not believe that it, it'll be very interesting to how this goes yeah I, I think it's going to be a I source of civil conflict too and I think the vaccinated ones are going to start dying. And so it, it could flip really quick. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I totally agree. Hey, I want to get your feelings on this um, order that came down from Biden that uh, it's even hard to understand when you read it. But effectively, if you have the wrong political view and they can tie Russia into it, they can steal everything you own as well as what your family owns. Oh, and they can persecute you and they can do and they don't even have to prove it. And so they can go after you, they can go after your spouse and your children. So if you do something wrong, suddenly my children get rounded up. It's North Korean style uh, policies and it's the worst thing that he's done so far in his presidency. 
I wrote an article about it. It is the, or I posted an article about it. It is the worst policy to date. Can you give us some detail? Well, yeah, I mean, it, basically, if if they can tie you to any Russian activity, and that scares me because I just interviewed a, a journalist out of Russia, you know? That, can that be tied to it? I don't know. I don't do anything with Russia, but can they tie me to it because I just happen to try to learn more about Russian history? I mean, they can make up anything. They, they don't have, it doesn't have to be proven. It just has to be stated. So, and that's what they did in North, that's what they do in North Korea. They, if they think you're a, a political um, challenger, they will take you and your family and throw you in those gulags, those camps. And it's very brutal. I don't know what they're going to do here. They're already talking about the camps, the CDC camps. And I, well, is that what they're moving towards? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this type of legislation is exactly for that. The, um, in fact, speaking of Celeste earlier, back in 2014, I covered something called ESF number eight, and it was medical martial law. And what it was, there were 17 organizations within the federal government that would set up by virtue of an executive order that originated with Bush and was transmuted by Obama to become more expansive. And they could take you for having sniffles and a cold, basically, to a camp. But as I researched this, I found something startling. Uh, they say it's for medical intervention, but there's not one medical group associated yeah. with the camps. Not one. It's DHS, FBI, Secretary of State, mm -hmm. but, but nothing to do with medical. Well, come to find out, when I met Celeste this last year, I told her about this. She goes, oh, yeah, and there's also ESF 9 through 14. And they've updated, modernized it, but it's still effectively the same thing. Medical martial law disguised as medical treatment for the purposes of extermination. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's just incredible. But if these vaccines do what they think they're going to do, I, it, I don't know. It, it, it'll be very, it, it's. This has never happened in history, right? So we're trying to figure it out by looking at the legislation, the laws, their behavior. And if these vaccines create massive death, then I think they're going to have their hands full dealing with that. And maybe these gulags won't happen. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I have Dave. a different theory on that. I think they're going to send the Go people. Ahead. I think they're going to send the vaccinated who become debilitated to the camps to keep them out of public view and this is part and parcel analogous to what the nazis did when they rounded up jews and they come to the neighborhoods they'd come at 3 a.m so as not to attract as much attention as they could have if it was the middle of the day and that's what i think these camps in part are for is that when you start succumbing to the vaccine and you go to the doctor that triggers a report and they show up and take you away so the public doesn't see your demise and link it to vaccines Maybe. I mean, that does make sense because they're already the censorship and the propaganda is so thick. It's incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. Knowing the truth and then seeing the propaganda machine is quite incredible as a journalist. And I, I could see them doing what you're saying because they're going to want to hide this at all costs until it becomes too obvious. You know, in Nazi Germany, they use the medical system to do the tyranny as well because they got their people to
to actually turn in their children who had mental disabilities and, um, you know, other people turned in thinking it was better for the welfare for, for society for these kids to be put in camps or to be put down, if you will, because of their problems and it was a burden on society. And so people were actually convinced to turn in their own children. Yeah, because prior programming the does that. Was so, yeah. You are so right on the money. In fact, I'll just relate this very quickly. When my son was in fifth grade, he read a book by Margaret Turner Haydix, and it was called Among the Hidden. And this family, I think it had their third child, which was one over that was allowed. There were caloric restrictions. And I tried to get this woman on my show to interview her, and she would never return my calls, which I found curious because she was not a well-known author, and this could have really helped her. Uh, she avoided me. And then I did further research, and I found she had never written anything before this other than a children's novel. Uh, and children's work and short stories. And then I went to the author of The Hunger Games, the trilogy, and Suzanne mm -hmm. Collins had the same MO, and she didn't do interviews. She did one interview on Good Morning America, and that was it. Uh, these people, they're, this is, when you talk about how you get people to turn into a Karen and turn in their neighbors, a lot of it's prior programming, and some of it's predictive programming, and I think that... Uh, among the Hidden and the Hunger Games were designed for that purpose. And by the way, they were in the same exact time frame. Children's authors giving these high drama, uh, geopolitical, we're changing society, having feudalism kind of stuff, Chinese policies, and they came at the same time and they wanted no media attention. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I could I could see their, them doing that because that's what they do. They get people ready for just weirdness. I also think that the Marvel, where they killed half the people, remember? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, they, they, that they, they killed Iron like Man. I was pissed. I was pissed when they killed Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, and we all left there after part one thinking, oh my God, what the hell? But then it all came back in part two when the good guys won, which always happens, which is kind of quite, quite strange with predictive programming. But, you know, when I, when you think about the fact that parents, because I, I, I don't know if anybody could convince me to ever turn in my child, I, you know, because I'm such a strong, independent thinker. But, you know, when you, when you think that it's powerful enough to get average people to turn in their children, it really puts things in, into perspective on how powerful this programming is and how they can ignore the facts of these vaccines and the, just the basic common sense stuff and follow with what they're told to do. Well, how about reversing it? The children turning in their parents who don't have the cognitive skills or life experience to understand how they're being manipulated. That, and that's that's happening as well. Well, that happened in Nazi Germany, and I think that's happening as well. And it, well, it goes also back to the whole, you know, how we're just they were have been destroying. The, if you followed the guardianship issue, where families. Um, they would force a guardianship and families weren't able to care for their older um, adult. Like I, they could care for them, but the state or the courts would say, no, you're gonna get a guardian. 
and they didn't want a guardian, but they forced it on them, stole their assets, and then magically the adult would die. So they have funneled out about 40 plus trillion dollars from the states in this country through you know stripping our assets. So they have been working on taking down our families and our assets for decades now. It's really out in the open with Biden's capital gains taxes. I looked at the, the farm provisions and so if your average farmer puts out about 125,000 of net revenue, they get that. But they have maybe two to three million dollars of hard assets, you know, farm, plant and equipment and so forth. And they have to pay a 45% tax on that to pass it to the next generation. Who can afford that yeah, they, when, yeah. when, you're, when, you're, when you're not making over a million dollars yourself? Yeah, you, you, so you lose your farm and stuff. And that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to destroy intergenerational wealth. And that's part of the communist manifesto, I believe. And uh, I think this, this guardianship is one step worse than that, where they're trying to literally make it so that the middle class can't gain power. And also, too, it gives them the right, because what happens when you strip wealth? You lower lifespan. And I think there's an element to that as well, too. Well, yeah. I, it's, it's, all, uh, it's all about coming after the people. Um, I want to go back to the immigration thing for a second. What do you think the end game is for, for Biden? It's not clear. They don't state an end game. They give you a percentage. Well, we're going to do so much percent over Trump, and then they revise the percentage a week later and then a week after that. But the percentage is never based on a real number, so you may as well be talking about thin air because you don't know where they're going. And I'm not just talking numbers. I'm talking about what are they trying to accomplish with uncounted immigrants coming into the country. You know, you hear the open agenda that they talk about in the news which is to get more votes which you know that is true but what I have uncovered through the trafficking networks and people who do you know cover that and who are intimately involved with that under Trump so much of the trafficking was cut off their um, ability to get adrenochrome was cut off their ability to get what they need from the children were cut off and I think this flow is almost an emergency replenishing of their their trafficking, their human capital that they need for their cult rituals, for their adrenochrome. I know it's awful, but that's what I've heard. That's and, really, that's very, um, very interesting. They, it's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's um, disturbing, but it's it's true. I looked at the child sex trafficking porn snuff films that we know is all part of this. I thought this was more tied to economics, but you might be right. Yeah, you're making well, me, you're making me think, what, Sarah. Yeah, well, I, I was just told that. I had an interview with Jesse Zaboter, who was very high up in the system and got out, and she's trying to help with trafficking, and that's what she told me. She said that they... Uh, it really appears that they're desperate. And um, she also believes that the killing of the nursing home, because obviously this nursing home thing was a 
an agenda worldwide. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I interviewed Piers Corbin, who's running for the mayor of London, and he said it was an agenda there as well. You know, on the show we talked about it, and she thought perhaps they were specifically doing it because they needed elements for their um, trafficking. And I asked her. I said, "Well, you know, I, I felt disrespectful in asking, so I, I you know, I, I." Um, clarified that and I said I understand this is not a very nice thing to ask but with children you know they're young you're youthful their organs everything is um, seems like it's more value you know it has more value or it can be used whereas an older person that can their organs can their stuff be used in that same way and she says that there's other things that they do with their their body their organs that has to do with occult practices and you know, their skin, and there's so many things, because they use, you know, this is really awful, and I'm sorry for people to hear this if this is your first time, but every element of a human body, they have figured out, just like they do with a cow, they how they use the leather, and they use the meat, and they use, they do with humans as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if if they're gonna sex traffic somebody, they sex traffic them until they're, they're essentially dead, then they use their organs, then they use their skin, then they even use the, their, their ashes when they burn them to put into drugs and different things that they do. It's a very um, well orchestrated industry. That's really interesting um, <laughs> that you'd be talking about this because I have been talking to people from Mexico um, when I mentioned the Catholic Church infiltration into the U.S. with the satanic beliefs. This is part of the practice. It's part of what they do. And mm -hmm. the fact that we've seen so many Catholic priests, uh, especially the Jesuits, compromised by this, I think it stands as proof to what we're talking about. This is an historical problem, not a new phenomenon, but I think it's getting worse. And well, it's, and that's, you know, it's out in the open, though, too. Well, I think they're, they're going for broke. They're doing it. They, they want to, they really believe in this end times agenda. And they really do. They believe that they can bring Satan here. And um, whether you believe it or not, they that's what they believe. And so they're going for it. And, you know, I've talked to Kevin Annette quite a bit. He used to be a, a minister in Canada. And, and he got himself out of the system because of he learned about the, the orphanages with the native you know, Canadian Native Americans, and also happened in the U.S. too, where half of those kids were murdered in those orphanages, and it was run by the state and the church. But he learned a lot through that process of how the Catholic Church works, and he knows a lot about this current pope, and we've talked a lot about it. And the pope, we don't think the pope is actually a full-fledged pope. We think that he's an acting figurehead right now because they don't do the same rituals that they have done all through history with popes, like they kiss the ring. Um, he doesn't have that. He isn't staying at the Vatican um, like all popes do. He does. He has meetings with people in untraditional ways that popes aren't allowed to. He does a lot of things that a pope would not do if they were really the pope. And so we think that he is there as a figurehead and not the actual acting, like the real um, on paper have that power type situation. There's something else going on there. 
I think you're right. I think there's a total manipulation going on. And the whole, you got to remember, a tyrant has to control everything because if the agenda is discovered, there'll be a pushback. So that's why they have to control the media. This is why they have to control the education system, what you see on movies and TV. And, and this is all part and parcel to the takeover. This is why I go back to the Maoist Cultural Revolution. Everything that makes an American American is now illegal. If you, if you believe in the Constitution, I'm sure you've seen the headlines. It was talked about in Congress two days ago that they're um, outsourcing intelligence to spy on people who believe in the First, Second, Fourth, Fifth Amendments. Which is absolutely incredible, yes. And so what does that mean? Does that mean all of us are, I mean, how, okay, now they got the vaccine agenda, which seems like people are going to die from that. They have the Russian thing where they can round up anybody they want. They have, where they, they have that, which you just mentioned, which they can turn us all into terrorists. I, I mean, it's like they have all the tools that they want to do whatever they need to do. They do. Well, success is not guaranteed because, remember, they're in the minority. I, I, I was told by someone from an agency, and I don't want to be too specific as to point attention on him, but he said they did real-time data analysis, and they weren't the only agency to do this of the 2020 election. He said his figures were Trump got just over 100 million votes, Biden was in the 30 millions, and Trump won every state but New York. Yep. That's, and how, I, and that's, that's how complete think, this that's is. That's what my... Yep. And, but, it may, you know, Kamala Harris, and I don't know if I said this in this podcast yet, but she was out there promoting the $2 trillion deal. And I don't remember what city she was in, but she was out there promoting. Not a single person came to support it. They had some protesters, but no one to support it. Also, Biden's videos on YouTube are breaking shattering records of low viewership and number of dislikes of which YouTube is also changing on a daily basis because they're trying to cover it up and you don't have those kind of numbers actually even with this 30 million votes I I can't even see they have that this kind of behavior even with getting 30 million votes so something is up where the people who did vote are ashamed and don't even want to support them well i would say it's more than support them but i would say it's a matter of not being associated with them and being linked to their criminal activities because that that comes through pretty clearly okay let, let's say i'm a democrat and i and i think this maricopa county audit is just a bunch of loaded nonsense and a waste of resources and then i start to look at katie hobbs and I look at what she's saying, what she's doing, and how George Soros and his people are involved. And I go, uh-oh, I don't think I want to be associated with that. And, and, I, and yeah, I, because... are you getting this too, Sarah? Are you getting a Democratic buyer remorse where people want to leave the party because they can't well, stand what's what going I'm on? Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking because I don't see how, like just what I was saying, I don't see with even with 30 million votes – Biden should have more views and more support mm -hmm. and Kamala Harris should at least get somebody showing up. I don't, I think that there is a fallout going on and a backlash and the, the Democrats, the classical liberals are saying, well, 
I, you know, I, I, I'm a Democrat, at least I used to be, and what happened here? This isn't what I support. And so I think there's a crisis of identity within the Democratic Party because they don't know what to do. I think there's a lot of blackmail in Congress, so that's why we're seeing the Congress still vote in blocks, and there's a lot of crooked people as well. But I think as a base, I think they are, they don't know what to do because otherwise we would see numbers that are different. Even with the 30 million, the 30 million is enough where they would have more support than what they're getting. And they're not even getting that. I agree. I agree. I think they're reading fake votes to some degree, but I totally agree with everything you just said. But this was the planned coup. I mean, what they accomplished was if they had assassinated him and installed Lyndon Johnson. Uh, and I'm talking about assassinated Trump. And, and the, they assassinated this country. We are an occupied nation now. And and what we talked about with that executive order, they can take your wealth, take your family's wealth. People, un, people who aren't even living under your roof, they can take their wealth just for what you might say. And Where do you think this is going to end? Because, I, you know, I... Like we were saying, they have all these tools now. I think if the vaccine works the way they want it to work, I'm not sure if they need the other tools. I think that's what they're hoping for. It's easier to get people to participate in their own demise than go kill them because you'll get resistance. If, if the people will believe in part that you're helping them, oh, the vaccine, thank you. Now we can get our life back and go to the movies. Um, then you're going to get less resistance. Until people well, and start who they're going to be dead. left with? Well, who they're going to be left with are the people who didn't want the vaccine. But now we got to remember, this isn't the communist agenda. This is the globalist Luciferian agenda. Yeah, I agree. That's really behind this one. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and yeah. you're right. Lucifer and that, that you're so right. That's what it is. It's Lucifer. See, here's what a lot of people don't look at. They don't see this as a spiritual battle. Although the Bible tells us we're at the time in history right now where we'll soon be able to see these spiritual entities and spiritual entities that are inhabiting people. And this is right out of Matthew. It's right out of uh, Luke. It's right out of Revelation. And we'll be able to see them. But the manifestation is apparent to anyone who wants to see it. And a lot of Americans don't want to see it. But I wanted to bring this up too. Steve Quayle and I talked about this on an interview the other night. The Deagle Report was something I first reported on when it came out in 2014, and it called for the death of about 200 million Americans by the year 2025. Our economy, our military would be in ruins, and so would the UK. That, that was the projection. And now that we're in this time, the Deagle Report was taken down, sanitized, and the casualty reports yes. were removed. Are you aware of this? Yes, I, I was. And I even tried to contact them I, because I, they have a contact form. I'm like, I'm going to see if somebody will respond, but nobody will. Yeah. No one did. How do, you, how do you interpret that? I think that too many people know about it, and they were getting too much pushback. I did some analysis on their actual software, and, and it's very well written. This is a sophisticated website that is being hosted by a Russian Google equivalent. It's the Yandex. Um, or, yeah, I think that's the name of the company. It's essentially like a Google or an Amazon type company where they have all the toolkits. And so all their algorithms and stuff are run. You can't find see them because it's behind this wow. this wall. And um, very, very sophisticated. 
and so somebody some intelligence probably the globalists are running it or something else and they i think it became too popular too many of us are not knowledgeable about it and it's freaking too many people out so they just took it down that's what i think but i don't know well uh, their associated partners were people like uh, the cia stratford and that brings in the nsa by default and a lot of other intelligence organizations like the Mossad uh, because of Stratford. Uh, I think this has been the plan all along and they, they know we're on to them. And I think what you're saying is right. They took it down to cover it up. Yeah, was, and I think the, the, the Russian thing, they have a, um, it, it's just a company, right? It's just like Amazon and they actually have a division of it in Silicon Valley. So it, it's, it's just to hide who they are and what they're about. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement with you because uh, I've been following that as well. I was told by somebody, occasionally, I don't know if you get this, um, but I have liberals that like to contact me, and not a lot, a few, but they'll contact me regularly to tell me how futile my efforts are and that you're like animals squealing in the cage before you're going to be put to death. I'm oh hearing God. this from liberals. I don't know if you get this or not, um, but one guy, he, he's been in contact with me for about five or six years now, and he called me on November 5th, and he won't come on my show. I probably should secretly record him, but I don't do that ethically. But anyway, he, um, he calls me, and he says, are you surprised at how easy we stole the election? He said, and wait till Trump mounts resistance. And I said, well, it's pretty clear it was stolen. He goes, yeah, but not one judge is going to hear it. I was told that on November the 6th. Well, he's not a classical liberal. He's the difference between the corrupt, I always say it's the corrupt and the brainwashed mm -hmm. against the rest of us. And I think the, the Democrat Party who are the base who is having a, an identity crisis is exactly what I'm talking about. He is one of the corrupt awful tied to the occult or something that guy's evil and because that's not a classical liberal that's not somebody who cares about our country that's somebody who's evil and has no doesn't care about what our principles of our country was and so that's what i'm talking about where you have the corrupt and the brainwashed against everybody else that's true because he's not brainwashed but he was trying to discourage me that was his mission he's a corrupt man because mm -hmm. anybody who thinks that stealing an election is okay is is very i mean that's a very corrupt evil thing to do because they stole the election away from bernie and I know a lot of people, you know, like True. John Paul Rice, he was a Bernie fan back in the day and he switched and now he, he was really into Trump because he saw, he saw the concept of it's the corrupt and the brainwashed against everybody else and they're trying to destroy a country and that's not what he was about. And, but they stole it from Bernie and those people who were hardcore, a lot of them switched over and were Trump supporters and they realized that these people are evil. This isn't what we're about yeah. we want yeah we might want more of a they're soft socialists whereas you know in russia they call it the socialist period even though they were communists they still call it the socialist period there's a difference between soft socialism where they want people to be taken care of in a legit way versus 
a communist. Yeah, well, and it's communist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it totally is communist. And I would just add one more name to what you're talking about with Bernie. Seth Rich and his demise, and now they want to destroy the records of the cold case files after just a few years, which is unheard of. Sarah, we're just about out of time. we got about 30 seconds. Tell people how they can listen to your terrific work and follow you. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I have a website that was taken down by Go- me and the largest gun forum in the country. It was just me and this gun forum in the world, actually. It was taken down by GoDaddy, um, by their uh, federal crimes unit, and and the uh, employees to their benefit, or to their, um, you know, I I was very impressed with them. All of them are mortified. They were trying to help me. It's not the people of GoDaddy. It was something to deal with the federal crimes unit that was with the government. It took my website down. It's back up. It was only down for about a week and a half, um, but it's back up. It's growing well again. And I really hope people go to my website and follow my work there at sarahwestall.com because I have all my site or I have all my shows okay. up there. And sarahwestall.com. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Westall, you can subscribe to it there. You can subscribe to my podcast and subscribe to my videos. So I'll, I went a little too Wonderful. long. Wonderful. That's okay. We, we got five seconds. And they're going to do blackout on us here in just a second. But, Sarah, you're always a wonderful guest, and you can come back anytime. Thanks for joining us. It's been uh, just an awesome experience having you on. And people do follow Sarah Westall. She knows what she's talking about. Thanks, Sarah.